Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? You are listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. This is your host, Dapper Data. I have a special guest on here today, you know, somebody that is going to give you a lot, a lot of information about a topic that we haven't even covered yet, right? We talk about artificial intelligence, we talk about data science, we talk about programming, we get real technical and sometimes we get high level. We got, uh, you know, CEOs on here. We, we got a CEO on here too, again, but we got, we've had CEOs, we've had CTOs, we've had all of the uh, different aspects of technology, but we've never really covered uh, something called SEO, right? That good old SEO, that search engine optimization. And and that and that's something that is very, very important, especially in this day and age, right? And so as you all know, I like to bring on a special guest, uh, expert in the field to talk about this stuff, right? So I brought to you all Wendell Jordan, all right? Say what's up, Wendell. All right, how you doing, people? <laughs> so Wendell, right? Wendell is the owner of Jordan Marketing Consultant, uh, digital marketing consultant group, data-driven agency, and has created a platform that highlights return on investment-focused SEO that will outperform the competition, right? That's what it says out there. That's what he's highlighting, right? He is your man for SEO, right? That is your, that's the company to go to, all right? <laughs> so, Wendell, man, without, without further ado, tell them a little bit about yourself. Yes, sir. So, uh, what we do, just to kind of double down on that, um, our, our main focus is, is really understanding what what SEO means to your to your business, right? Um, before we went on air, like I said, I've been doing this for nearly a decade now. Um, been fortunate enough to, to grow this into more of an agency setting. What we do and, and what I do is is really just service clients, man. I, I I'm thankful to be in this space. I would have mm-hmm. never thought I'd be in and I never I never thought I'd be a technical guy. If you if you would have <laughs> ever asked me at any point in life, but. But I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to, to be in a position to be able to help people grow their businesses through through SEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, I, it's funny because, you know, I've tried to create a Web page right before I've tried to. Uh, and, and we just talked about this. Right. You know, I just don't have the cycles and I'd rather pay somebody <laughs> that's an expert to do it uh, because yeah. I probably would spend hours and days and days, you know, pounding Absolutely. my head and, 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 and getting upset about it. You know, and that's just. I, I didn't even think about SEO, right? I'm just thinking about building a web page. Right? <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, once you get SEO involved, then you're like, oh, well, how, how do I get people to find me, right? How do I get people right. to, you know, I didn't even think about that, right, for, for many years. And I started, you know, a couple businesses, and that's something that I didn't even think about until my most recent business. And I still haven't really delved into it yet, you know? Right. Uh, so, so when people talk about SEO, you know, what what is why is it so important in today's age, right? You know, when we have the digital market is is expanding, right? You know, and even with COVID, you know, we talked about some ways you were able to scale uh, that maybe had nothing to do with COVID, but 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 uh, but you know, how how will we uh, how how do we use SEO just uh, today? You know, why is it so important? So two things. One, I, what I I'll, I'll retract my statement and say the one thing that COVID did help with was it slowed down life, right? So not only was I able to get better with SEO because I didn't have as many distractions, right? There was really nowhere to go. There was nothing to do. 
So I spend a whole lot of time figuring things out that I said I'd do later. Um, mm -hmm. When it comes to SEO, what we do has a lot more to do with local SEO versus SEO. We are an SEO agency. We can hold, we can handle an SEO campaign, but local SEO is for the local business owner. Uh, when you think about the near me places, right? The, the, the Thai place, the pizza yeah. shop, the barber shop, um, uh, construction companies, you know, all, all the things that are focused on that are hyper-focused on a location. That's really wow. when we start talking to our clients, we need to understand, you know, are you, you know, how far out is your, is your service area? That's really when, when we start having our conversation. So for us, or should I say for our clients, SEO is something that drives traffic to them based on their locality. When you start mm -hmm. talking about a digital space, especially as things start to lighten up, depending on where you are in the country, you know, you're, you're starting to be able to get out more. You want to go be more adventurous now. So now you're starting to search more locally. If you're right. a business owner and you're not in that local conversation, they're literally passing you by to maybe go five more miles out because they don't right. see you. Right. Yeah. Like, could you, could you like, like you just said, man, could you imagine missing out on all the foot traffic, all the phone calls, all the whatever, all the time, just because man. you're not in the conversation. Right. Right. And that's exactly what it is. You're not in the conversation. You know, um, I see it. And whenever I think SEO, I think about, uh, you know, having that user experience, right. Improved. You know, I think about your search results being kind of fair now, right. You're, right. you're kind of, yeah, you're saying you're in a, you're in a conversation, right. You know, you got your right. competitors out there that are focusing in on that. And if you're not doing it, then you're, you're kind of lost in the sauce, right. And you're, you're losing out on clients, man. You're losing out on uh, all kinds right. of experience that you can have you know uh and i and I'm, I'm starting to realize that right you know i don't have a web page up yet but i can only imagine once i get all that stuff you know popping man it, it's going to be uh it'll be great right you know i mean because the the seo portion that's something i've heard so much about but i, I guess Definitely. that's going to be the kicker that's going to be the differentiator between me do you see a lot of people uh who have who have SEO or they focus on it, or is that something that is still trying to uh, build this trend? You know, SEO is timeless, right? Something that you said in, in the intro uh, that made me, it, you took me back to a different time. I mm -hmm. used to have a recording studio, but I knew nothing about SEO, right? Nah. If I knew about <laughs> SEO then, I probably would still have the recording studio because our toughest part was getting people to find us, right? So you, you, like, it's, 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 a, it's a classic, if only I knew then what I knew now. Um, with SEO, once upon a time, I feel like it was very mystical. You know, only a few people knew about it. You heard the term, but you didn't really know what it meant. And to achieve success, it was really simple. Whereas now, I think we're inundated with, 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 the, with the notion of an SEO agency with someone who tells you you can get to the top of Google, right? Because that's all the same thing. Um, right. <laughs> when you start looking at it from the SEO, the local SEO space, the noise is very loud. What you really got to start focusing on if you're a business owner is deciding, A, which side of that plane are you going to be on, right? Do you, are you looking for national clients or are you looking for local clients? Mm -hmm. Then when you, when you start getting into that space, now you got to look, look at it a little bit more and start understanding how that conversation should go. When you're talking to someone, I, red flags off, at, at the beginning, anyone who's guaranteeing you a spot on Google's results, it's probably shaky, right? Mm -hmm. That's good you know, to know. You haven't again. You don't have any data, right? Yeah. You can't. It, it, most any website is going to start off, right? You start off search. You start out of the top 100 in the beginning. Mm -hmm. To guarantee someone without ever looking at competitive data, 
that you're going to get them to X, Y, Z placing. Like you could, the first page is relative, right? It's, it's, it's relatable, but mm -hmm. it also depends on what keyword we're talking about. And again, I know I'm, I'm, I'm rolling ahead here, but no, no, it's, it's fine. It's, it's important to, you know, when you're looking at SEO, it's, it's a very saturated space, man. It's a very saturated space. At this point, we even have roto dollars, right? Like we have people who call us all the time telling us that our Google My Business listing is 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 out of date. I don't know if you get no. those calls or not. But no. so 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 what I'll say, once you get a website up, the you'll get a new level of of, of spam calls, right? Like it's uh -huh. there's levels to the spam. So what we do in local search. A lot of people get a lot of our clients get phone calls from businesses or so-called businesses that claim to work for Google. And mm -hmm. they'll say that the Google My Business listing is, you know, in jeopardy or it's not doing what it's supposed to, whatever the statement they'll make. But it's all it's all it's all just smoke and mirrors. And they're just trying to get you to, to shell up some money for something that you can really do on your own. Um, mm -hmm. At this point, SEO and local SEO is so it's it's such a it's a very saturated space. But the great thing is those that are like us there's a there's a vast space between good and bad you know what i mean like there yeah. isn't there is no gray area of like oh i'm not sure if they are or they're not that's that's the uh -huh. video of being in this industry right now is you do have a, a very defined line between oh that's a good agency yeah they're terrible like there's there is no yeah and i guess one of the the things that you mentioned or highlighted uh to be able to differentiate that good versus bad initially if somebody's looking in and saying i'm looking for somebody to help me out with my seo optimization then you know if you if you're if you're googling right and they're like hey we guarantee you're gonna be at the top right in about 10 days or something like that then you, right. you, you need to, you need right. to handle. Yeah. right hit the back button you should definitely yeah. leave immediately the, the one thing that i would say because I, I mean you know we we have that conversation about what what you're looking to accomplish what is an achievable goal but it also depends on on the uh on the industry right um if you're looking at a gym right like a fitness gym <laughs> Are you going to be ahead of Planet Fitness? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But but people will guarantee it to you and they can get you to the top of Google. Right. Because someone somewhere is going to hear this and go. But my person got me to number one for a very specific keyword, probably the business name, probably mm -hmm. some abstract term that is very rarely searched. Right. Like it's there's right. so many there's so many ways to say you did what you did without doing anything in, in, in search that. Like I said, it's 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 it is very muddy water, and maybe I understand it that way because I know what I see when I see it. Whereas right. other clients are, are venturing into it, like yourself, and they're like, oh, "Okay, so SEO is a thing." I yeah, talk yeah. to someone, right? I trust right. you. You say you know yeah. what's going on. Tell me more, right? Whereas for me, I'm like, "Oh, they told you what?" No, yeah, yeah. No, no, you didn't pay them, did you? And I'm always okay. I have a, I have I have a couple of clients that. I don't do SEO work for, and I've built rapport with them in a, in a way where they, they bring all kinds of marketing stuff to me, right? They'll ask me a question. I always, that's, whenever it's a shaky thing, I'm always, my question is always the same. You didn't pay him, did you? Have you right, paid him right. yet? <laughs> if you haven't paid him yet, never answer their phone call again. If you have, yeah. let's figure out how to get you away from them. But, you know, SEO is a tricky thing. It is, it is a very yeah, tricky thing. Yeah, because sometimes you even have to clean up mess, right? Do y'all clean up mess within the company? So to speak specific, we'll speak vaguely specific. I have one client uh, here that, that has uh, two businesses, two of the same business in two different parts of town. And mm -hmm. one of the sites that we inherited had old SEO tactics on it. 
So mm-hmm. everything about it was just it was it was antiquated, frankly, you know. And when we when we got it, he kind of he put it in our lap and was like, I don't know what they're doing, but they're not doing it right. Right, right. <laughs> you know? and, and, and this guy, I mean, and, and the client, he actually um, he used to do his own SEO work back in those days. Where a little bit. He had, he had so to, to give to give an analogy. He understood it like I don't know. Are you a sports fan? You, you are a sports fan. Yeah, you said you're yeah. a Cowboys guy. Are you a basketball guy at all? Uh, I, I watch it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I watch okay. It. I'm 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 a lover of basketball, so I'll, hopefully I don't lose with my basketball reference. But once upon a time, you can hand check, right? Like Michael Jordan's <laughs> era, you can hand check. He yeah, played yeah. basketball in the hand check era, right? He's trying uh-huh. to play now. It's not. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't translate. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guys yeah, are yeah. fast. It is on hand check. Yeah. <laughs> like you know. So he 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 was good in his regard at his time. But mm-hmm. in today's SEO, things are very different. You know, mm-hmm. search is smart. Yeah. Right? Like you just talked about AI. AI has so like it, it's so intelligent now, whereas once upon a time, search was 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 a very basic thing. So he he, he we inherited this site and, and it had all kinds of issues. And I've, I'm, I'm, I'm OK with saying it. I didn't even realize how bad it was until we were like three months in. And I actually did like a deeper dive into things. And then I called him and was like, I'm sorry, man. I didn't realize wow. how bad this was. <laughs> I, got, I, I uh-huh. thought this was, I thought this was, you know, like maybe you need stitches, but this is like surgery. Like you're, yeah. you're in trouble. Like you're yeah. here, man. Like this is yeah. we're we're still working on digging some of the holes that that, that were in that site. See, that's why I'm, I'm like, look, when I first do it, I have to do it right. You know, I gotta Absolutely. find the right person to do it right and it's gonna help Absolutely. me keep it moving the right way, right? The maintenance you talk about, you know, just right. continue doing that because. I want hands off and I would hate to start over and fix all that just to be able to get 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 people to see who I am and stuff, you know. Right. Just, just to get back into the conversation, because it, it, there's so many different like, I mean, man, I, I could tell you so many things that I learned just from that side alone. When you talk about understanding what you're looking at. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we run a, a SEO audit and we can see all kinds of things right and one of the things that you'll that you'll notice depending on how deep the the the, uh the audit goes is you can actually see how certain parts of the site to how certain parts of the site are performing based on keywords Mm -hmm. based on the way that we were doing intake at the time which which has since been updated Mm -hmm. i understood the client's problem but he didn't understand his problem Right. Mm. Like I let him I let him give me because he because, again, he told me he knew SEO. So I figured, you know, we were again going to just have to stitch some stuff up. But it wasn't until I actually ran that really deep, that really deep analysis. And I got like a really long list of, of keywords and mm-hmm. some of the keywords that, that they had um, that they had that they that they were ranking for were completely irrelevant to his business. Oh, man. See, yeah, right. it had people going way off, you know, somewhere right. else. <laughs> right. right but it's it's a it's, it's it is a very interesting thing and again if you would have told me five years ago that i wouldn't know anything about seo i would have said there was absolutely no way i want to i want to dive down that rabbit hole but right, at right. this point now i can't get enough of it like <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, at this, I'm at this weird point now where i've never enjoyed writing and now i'm i'm reading about like like true content writing and understanding how to really d- delve deeper into um having richer content right mm-hmm. but again five years ago 10 years ago i would have been like yeah seo is it's too complex it's too much information i don't want to know all of that 
Let yeah. me just build the website. They can figure everything else. Right, out. right. But now you're deep into it, man. You right. Know, now we do everything. Now we do yeah, everything. Yeah. So, so we talk about. I, I know you mentioned. Um, I, I like the term. You know, the the phrases you use. Uh, the, the conversation, right? Get, being a part of that conversation, right? That's what Sorry. SEO is all about, right? And Absolutely. and so when you're a part of that conversation, right? You have your competitors around you. You know, how do you, how does your company dissect what the competition is is doing, right? You know, how do you say, all right, I got a client, bring him in, you know, because I'm assuming you kind of uh, uh, also are able to um, look at the competition with the client, right? To be able to help, uh, you know, maybe competitor SEO analysis or something like that. You know, I, I remember reading about that one time. <laughs> so. <laughs> Something that's that's um, interesting about so when you talk about competitors, again, mm -hmm. a lot of our our main clients are local. So a local competitor is very different than a national competitor. Mm -hmm. When you're thinking about business, when when you're let's just go back to that same gym analogy. Excuse me. Uh, Jordan's gym is not competing for Planet Fitness for business, right? right. The marketing right. budget is way bigger. The way that they're, they're everything about them. They are Goliaths, and the only thing you want to do is maybe get in their shadow just a little bit. <laughs> right, right. Get a little, little piece of yeah, the pie. <laughs> right, right, right. You want to be the best wingman ever, but you're not. You're not yeah. trying to be number one. <laughs> but what you do have to understand is, is that uh, there may be George's gym, there may be a so and so gym, there may be five other gyms in the area. So one thing that we do in our intake now is ask you, who do you understand your competitors to be? You know, so mm -hmm. we let you explain it to us. Right. So so we're, we're not going into a completely cold. We will do yeah. some research. We may do the research on it and come back when we actually talk to you and go, hey, I know you feel like these are your competitors. But, you know, like when we look at the data, which mm -hmm. is a conversation that's really hard to have with people because your feelings yeah. are always important. But data beats out feeling. Right. Like it does, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's irrefutable. Sure. Right. <laughs> When we look at the data, we see that these are your actual competitors. If we're if we're looking to again get you get you into the conversation, another phrase that and these I don't I don't don't take credit for any of these. I got these from old sales things, but getting, uh, you, in, getting you in the parade, right? Like like putting you into the actual parade. We need to be we need to be looking at what these people are doing, right? We need to be looking at what right. their content looks like, not Joe Schmo over there that you swear is beating you because he is. Right. But y'all don't have the same. Your keyword analysis doesn't overlap, right? Like there's certain right. there's, there's something called a keyword gap, so you can actually see what the overlaps are, how far apart you are from certain competitors, and again, mm -hmm. it helps you to understand where you really are in the market, right? Not 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 how you feel because when you ride by, they have ten people in the class and you can only get two, but they're offering something completely different based on their keywords. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That that that's that's very important to highlight, you know. And um, and when I think about competitors, I, I guess now I start to think about uh, uh, like who is your target audience, right? You know, they right. you you want them to come in already if they well, you you know it is it's not needed, but you're saying when they come in, you know, that's one of the first questions you're gonna ask. You know, right. some of those some of those avatar questions, right? Who is your avatar? Who's your ideal? You know, client, right. who's your competitors, you know, oh, who's all this stuff, yes. right? They got to know exactly. the demographic. They got to know right. all this stuff, you know. Right. Now, 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 the tough part is there are clients who come in and because it's a form you fill out. It's not that, that that's something we do pre-call. Um, but you may fill that form out and the answers may be really wild for us, right? Like I may get mm -hmm. the intake form and I'm like, yeah, there's no way you have any understanding of this stuff. And that's OK, right? We're mm -hmm. OK with working with local business who 
have never thought about marketing the way that they should. Because that's not what business owners are known for. It's not why they go into business. They go into mm-hmm. business because they're good at what they do. So there, I hate to say it because there is a wrong answer, but there really are no wrong answers to it. It's just what we want to make sure you understand to this point. Because a part of what we do, or at least I hope we do it well, is we try to educate our clients on not just what they believe reality to be, but what we're showing them reality is. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, based on data, right? Not because when Dell said so, or because Jordan Marketing right. Consultant said so, but because when we look at the data and we start punching in numbers and we see exactly who the competitor is, this right. is based on how you want your business to run. These are the people who are doing that style of business. Not, right. Again, not because you rode past Joe's uh, uh, gym and he's always got people in there. Joe's right. gym has a totally different, their price point is different. You know, the, the classes they're offering is different. You know, you guys are right. in a totally different niche. So, you know. And that type of data gets you at least in the room. It gets you in a com- conversation with your competitors at first, 100%, right? Because 100%. I guess that's the most important. Now you're at least on the same level. Now we can talk about how to be unique after that, right? You know, but right. you want to get on the same playing field at first. Exactly. We want to at least we forget the playing field. We want to make sure we're in the same city playing the same game. Right, <laughs> right, right. We want to make sure. We want to make sure we're showing up to the right arena. Never mind. Right, right, right. We're sure we have a team to play. We don't. We we think we're playing in Albuquerque. Meanwhile, the game's in Jersey, right? Exactly, 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 man. That's that's really the the the, the tough part. Um, and again, I mean, it, it it's a it amazes me. I've always been kind of geeky, but it amazes me every time I run a report. And some of the stuff that comes back as far as like even with the keywords, like sometimes the keywords that you can't even find on a site for real, you run an audit and you'll be like, they rank for this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes it's completely unrelated because that's just the way search works. Right. Like mm-hmm. everything in, 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 a, in, a, in a keyword analysis isn't related to the topics, you know, that you would like them to be. But sometimes you look and you're like, how is that even possible? Right. Like who mm-hmm. what algorithm? put that keyword on this site. This makes no sense at all. But that's the cool thing about putting all the data together is you get to you get to see some some really interesting things that the internet uses to tie content together. Right, man. And that's amazing, man, because and I I like I want to really highlight uh, something you've been mentioning a lot, which was like keywords. Right. You know, and and I think that that's important right now. Even if you start thinking about the average person that doesn't that's not an entrepreneur that doesn't own a website, whatever it is. Uh, they go on Google and they're not thinking, man, you know, this, this whole SEO thing is, is getting is real in the back end, you know, and how certain things come up front to the top based off of the words you put in and all that stuff. And, um, you know, how, how do you how does your company right find the right keywords uh, on and off the page? Right. Uh, SEO to optimize some sort of that online presence, you know, and 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 drive yeah. traffic. So one thing I want to note is your on and off page, right? So that's important because those uh-huh. are two different things. And that it, it's awesome that you know that. Oh, yeah, we can talk about that because I, yeah. I, I don't even know that, right? <laughs> okay, okay. So let's start there, right? So on and off page SEO, I, I'm going to – and I'm always okay with, with sharing my journey, man, because I, I, I'm, I'm thankful for where I am. And I know when on and off page SEO was just a term I used. Mm-hmm. So on page SEO is – two parts some people consider it technical seo when you're looking at like speed um mm. some certain user experience things because user experience technically does fall into an seo like to, to some degree but on page seo are things like your page titles the, the the descriptions of the page 
which ah. when you look at search and you see the title, right? You see, uh, again, Jordan's gym, best gym in Houston for CrossFit, right? That little, that, that little paragraph is called the meta description. That's mm -hmm. on page SEO. You want to make sure that there's a meta description there. You don't think about it as a user, but from now on, I'm, I guarantee you'll look. But sometimes Yo, you, you'll, you'll search and there's no meta description. I'm willing to bet you that's one of the last links you click because they don't give you any detail. Now, uh, as, right. as search engines get smarter, they're actually moving sites without meta, without those kind of descriptions further down in search because you're not helping the user, right? We'll say Google specific because Google is the, you know, they're the king of search, right? Like they're, right. we don't, we Google things. We don't search things, right? Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. <laughs> right? Somebody somewhere is using Bing, but they don't, yeah. you know, they don't tell yeah. nobody. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, but, but Google has done a fantastic job in this year alone with, making certain updates to the way that they're propagating or, or the way that they're, they're, they're laying out search results based on mm -hmm. your need, right? As a user. So having as much information that's relevant, that reads well, is all a part of on-page SEO. So when you're, when you're the user, you want to make sure, or when you're the user, you type in X, Y, Z, like you said, you're not thinking about SEO. You want your answer. Right. As the company, you need to make sure that you position this answer that's digestible, that's easy to get to. You're not taking them the back way to get to your front page of, 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 of the answer, right? Like those are all the things that are gonna affect that on-page SEO. Um, mm -hmm. Off-page SEO is gonna be things like how your, how your site is linking, right? Link building, backlinking. Um, oh. Right. Like, so like, all, getting, like, get the, like get other websites to kind of link to yours and to, all that. To improve your, right, right, to improve okay. your authority. So. Uh with with that and even with that in recent years like i i get so many emails spam um about selling about people selling, trying to sell backlinks right and the mm -hmm. the official statement is google frowns upon it and your site can be removed from search for, for buying backlinks yeah. now you're supposed to do it organically you're supposed to outreach you're supposed to reach out talk to people hey dapper data what i'd like to be able to do is uh i can i submit a blog article about how important data is with local seo sure absolutely mm -hmm. would you mind linking it back or would you mind when you i noticed that you used a term about seo can you link back to something that's on our site mm. like, those are all that, that that's a that's a part of backlinking and, and link building yeah i didn't um, know that was a thing man. <laughs> yeah yeah like there, there, there's <laughs> i have i have one specific software solely their main purpose is link building that's the only mm -hmm. thing that, that software does. Like they, 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 you can use it for a few other things, but it, it's mostly outreach. And that outreach is supposed to be for your authority, right? It's an authority outreach tool. And usually you're using that for backlinking. Um, mm -hmm. but that's the kind of off page SEO stuff. The other thing that kind of falls into off page SEO is your Google My Business, which I've mentioned a few times, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with. I'll, I'll double back yeah, on it. Yeah. Um, your Yelp, your Bing places, again, to, to give Bing some credit again. Um, <laughs> When you're like, if, depending on the type of business you're, you are, the directories that you that you that you're registered with, like if you're again, if you're a, a, a contractor or an electrician, you want to be on Thumbtack, you want to be on um, Angie's List, and all those other places. Even if it's just the free version, those are all considered off-page SEO things because it's going to help search understand that you are what you say you are. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a very interesting thing all, on an off-page SEO. So now. And forgive me because I answered that question, but I don't remember what the original question was. 
oh, well, I was just trying to figure out, you know, how do you, and that was not, no, that was good. That was good information for the audience because you know, there was a lot of people I know that listen to uh, the podcast that actually, um, you know, may need a webpage or they're, they're working on being entrepreneurs and things like that. Right. But it was a key word. Yeah, I remember yeah. now. I'm sorry. I, I get, I'm telling you, I fall down rabbit holes. So when, when you're picking the right keywords, and I mean, there's so many different uh, techniques. One thing that you, that, that you want to make sure is it's such a hard thing to, to be able to, 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 to encapsulate because mm. keywords are supposed to be at this point, your keywords are intermingled into your very natural conversation on your website. So you should be you should be thinking about what you do, going and searching those things, figuring out what keywords you can, you know, that are relatable, that can that you can kind of pull into content that reads well. Once upon a time, search didn't care. As long as the keywords were there, you could get right. it. Right? Like it was, it was, oh, he's got a keyword, put him up higher. But now again, that AI is so so much smarter now. So now context is important. So again, if you could imagine. You're, you're in New York or Chicago, right? Big pizza cities, but you're a gym. You use some sort of pizza keyword because you need more traffic, right? And you're mm -hmm. hoping the traffic will stick. It's oh, not going right. to work, right? It's right. not going right. to work because you have everything else about your website has nothing to do with pizza. So mm -hmm. when you're looking at your keywords, you want to think about what kind of what, what is the message you're looking to present, and then you want to use you know SEO tools like like Simrush, Moz. Um, yeah. there's a, there's a good one called, I think it's answer the public or ask the public. I can never, I always get it mixed up. I think it's answer the public, but that's a great tool because it'll tell you, you can put in terms and it'll actually help you come up with questions to answer. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, right. Like, you know, so what, what is a good diet? Right. And then yeah. it'll, it'll come up with a whole bunch of different spirals out from that question or, or from a term. And then you can use those questions that they provide to then create some content that is going to be based on that question. Now you can then take that question, think a little bit more on it, come up with some keywords, put them into a search, put them into a tool and figure mm -hmm. out what kind of um, volume you're getting from the search from, from, from those words. So that's really the key part. Before you even implement it. You can before, you start, get... yeah, before you start writing, you should definitely know okay. what kind of volume that you should get from a keyword. So okay. volume is the other part. So, so the first thing is coming up with the keywords, then it's figuring out what kind of search volume, a keyword provides. Mm -hmm. So every keyword, and it's a, it's a wild thing to see on paper. Sometimes you'll get a report and a keyword will only have 480 cues a month. Could you imagine mm -hmm. a word that only 480 people search, right? Like that's- Yeah, 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 yeah. oh man, yeah. <laughs> right, I would only... need to get it out of there, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Unless, unless you're very niche and that 480, because that's not going to be your only keyword. So, you know, there may be, a hundred of those keywords, right? So now we're talking about real traffic, but right. you need to you need to have some. And again, if you're doing this DIY, it's going to be a stressful process. But more power to you. Um, you you you're going to want to know what the search you know what the search quantity is. You can right. even just use Google. So when you start typing in, and again, this is something everyone's going to start doing now. When you look at your search, as you when you type it in right below the search bar, it tells you how many people have searched for your topic. But uh, right, that yes. you necessarily pay attention to because you don't mm -hmm. care, right? You just want your answers. But yeah. if you're if you're doing this from a research perspective, the actual search engine is a great tool to know how much or how often someone is searching this per month. So that number right. is always a per month data. So when you're putting in those keywords and you're making sure that they have high quantity, 
-hmm. you now get to look to see, even if you put them in search, you get to see who's coming up in the top three, you know, what that first full, what that full first page looks like. What does their mm -hmm. content look like? Maybe you want to read some of the stuff that they have on their content that or some of the pages, excuse me, maybe you want to read some of the pages that Google decided was important for that keyword that you searched. So now as you're putting your, your content together, you have a better understanding of what Google's looking for in, in, in the search result. Yeah. So and yeah, it makes a lot of sense, you know, and, and I didn't know how powerful like keywords were. Right. You know, and I, I realized that uh, it can be, it seemed like where you were going, it was one, one part of the conversation. It's almost like you can, you can overdo it or something like that, you know, or, or you can, you can, if you're, it's, it's pointless. It's a waste of something to have a keyword in there. That's only getting like 400 and something results. So you, you, right. so to, 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 to key in on that, it's, it's a, it's depending on how you're using the keyword, it can't be an anchor keyword, right? It can't be a keyword that you expect to, to pull everything else together, a low, a low, right? It, it, it can be used in your, in your content, but it shouldn't be, you know, the, the, the flagship of the operation at 480, mm -hmm. right? It is a waste. It's going to be a waste of effort. Um, if you're, let's say it's a phrase, cause oftentimes keywords today are phrases. They're not really a single word anymore or, or two words, you know, it's usually some sort of phrase, you know, three or more words. Sometimes mm -hmm. two, but it's usually like three or more words. Three to four words is usually a keyword whenever you're searching. So let's just say that keyword, you try to turn it into a sentence, but it only gets, you know, less than, than 480 cues a month. You're wasting mm -hmm. your time, right? Like that page that you're creating is going to be a low, it's, it's going to be a very low traffic page. You'll be lucky if you get 20 people on it because now you're not guaranteed 480 people. You're hoping for some of the 480, right? Right, right. You know, you're not guaranteed every single person's coming to your page. I wonder if uh, what do you call those those the people that do it's not they're not content writers I guess they're essentially content writers but they may they may write your you know your your biography or something like that that you're gonna put on your website you know mm -hmm. I wonder how much they really focus on SEO when they do it or they're just saying hey this is a good way to you know your your stuff you know but it seems yeah. like it they really need to pair out with, they need to pair with a company like you in order to <laughs> to, to writer. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the writer. So some writers write that they're purely so there's copy writing and then there's copyright. content writing. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Copyright. There's, co yeah. there's copywriting, then there's content writing. Content writers are going to be more focused on SEO, whereas copywriters write copy. You know what I mean? Like they're uh -huh. going to be able to put they're going to be able to put a bio together that you can use anywhere. It's not really keyword rich, whereas content is supposed to be more traffic driven. Okay. 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 Yeah, so and no, then you, do you all provide content writing as we well? Do both, actually, okay. we do both. We do copy and content. A lot of uh, one of the guys that um, that works with me, he's an amazing writer. He writes probably ninety percent of the stuff that we have on the site. Um, mm -hmm. He's really good at it. He has a he has a really strong marketing background, and I mean, he's he's learning SEO because he knows nothing about it. Right. That's mm -hmm. actually why we work together because he's he's good at other stuff, and I'm teaching him yeah. SEO. So right, he's, right. he's learning, he's, he's learning, he understands how to write with keywords, but he does not understand the practice of SEO. So, uh -huh. right. And it's like, this, uh, it sounds so uh, nitpicky, but understanding, yeah. like you understand SEO, right? Cause you have some terms yeah. that you're throwing out there, but you don't yeah. understand the practice of SEO. You know? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't understand best practice. I wouldn't understand. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. I can have a conversation with you at a high level. 
Right. But if you start going uh, having a conversation with me at a deeper level, I'll probably walk away, man. You know. <laughs> so, so that's kind of how. That 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 so that's essentially how he is as as for his understanding of SEO. But he's an amazing content writer because co the content should be again it should be conversational. You can you can kind of put it in a, in a persuasive way, if you will. You know, those con a good content writer is almost like a um, like a verbal or a uh, or a written salesman. You know, like mm -hmm. a really good content writer because what they're going to do is they're, they're going to really focus on not only the keywords but they're going to turn it into a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going to be able to capture your conversation because I tell my clients all the time, I'm I'm silly, I play a lot. Some people don't believe it, but I'm silly, I mm -hmm. play a lot, and when I when I always want that embodied in the things that I do, right? So I don't ever want anyone to think that they're going to get some sort of stuffy person whenever they work with me. We're going to joke, right. we're going to clown, we're going to have fun, right? Everything we do, right. we have fun. So I make sure that our content has it's it's never over technical and stuffy. There are points mm -hmm. where him and I are working on content, and he has to correct me sometimes, and he's like, "Yeah, no one's going to get that, man. You went too technical." Uh, right, right. You know, but because I don't want that to be. I don't want that to be the tone. Whereas some for other some of my other clients, like I tell them, you know, you're far more serious than I am. So, like for me, I could I'm okay with writing a, a blog article that, or, or a blog post that says something like, um, uh, "There was one I, I did, and I can't think of it." Like the beginning of one of the paragraphs was like, "Ah, yes, blogging." Right? Like that's something I would say. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, so most of my clients don't talk like that. So. Right, As I'm right. giving the example, I'm like, you know, you have to capture your tone, but it has mm -hmm. to sound like you, right? You want people right. when they get to your site, a good a good content writer is going to be able to embody you or the company's tone, so that when they talk to someone outside of the content, it's not like these are two totally different spaces. So, right, so right, you had it perfect with the blog writer versus the bio writer, right? Like those are not going to yeah. be the same person. I mean, they can be, but oftentimes they're different because they're two different skill sets. Okay, now that makes a lot of sense, you know, because I'm I'm pretty sure, like me, there's a lot of people that that don't differentiate the two. I I didn't, you know, I did not. I started to actually connect them all together once we had a conversation. I'm glad you broke it down, you know, that way. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm a data scientist. I focus on data driven decisions all the time, and you know, the buzzword data science has been around you know, for the past couple of years now. You know, there's so many different avenues you can take it. But I like to talk about how data is used in pretty much every profession now to drive decisions and to support the decisions you're making, right? And uh, and and I've talked to some pharmacists, I've talked to restaurant owners, you know, had them on a podcast, and it'll just it'll it'll just be wild, right? You know, it'll be it'll be uh, a surprise that data is involved with these avenues, right? Yeah. I'm gonna so this is totally off the SEO topic. I was at a conference. One of my clients is a conference. And I found out that AI is actually used in the court system to decide bail. Yeah, yeah. See, that's crazy, right? <laughs> My mouth fell. I was like, they what? Uh-huh. Because uh -huh. it's, it's a it's a rating system, but it's all based on AI. Like it's all yeah. solely data. There's nothing, there is no human touch point in that at all. You're you're right, right. And the key is like they're you're removing the human emotions and all that stuff, right? The all the the manual labor and everything. Right. from uh that machine right you know i i mean there's so many places that i think that ai is going to um take over but i always say that you're the focus is not your as we grow up you know as our kids are growing up you know it shouldn't be like oh man i'm gonna lose my job right it, this should be more of i'm transitioning 
have to I have to change my career path now. Instead of me being the person that's in the front, right, where the machine is taking the place, now I'm behind the scene coding, you know, because you, you have to have somebody behind the scenes to feed the data to the machine, right, and still be Absolutely. able to, know how to use it. So, right. you know, how, how do you, you know, use data to drive SEO, you know, within your company? So again, looking at keywords, look, look, looking at the data within the keyword, right? So there's three key parts to SEO and that keyword component, right? Because those are always the two things that go hand in hand. When mm -hmm. you're looking at a keyword, you're looking at, excuse me, the search volume, you're looking at the difficulty, right? Because that's another mm -hmm. thing that you can get in analytics. So some things, and it depends on the tool, right? Some tools are, are trivial, right? Some of them are, one could argue, lazy, right? Like, you know. <laughs> You could get the same keyword in two different tools. One will give it a 70, the other one will give it a 30. Like how oh, could it be man. so yeah. one of them, clearly somebody's willing to do the work and the other one's like, if it's not a, you know, if it's not a, a pushover, don't don't waste your time. But mm -hmm. you have to look at that because keyword difficulty means I need to make sure that this is, I mean, knock your socks off content, right? Like this can't mm -hmm. be, we just threw this together Friday night before we went out. Like this is probably something we're gonna have to really think about and really walk through a process to get through. Whereas if it's right. a one through 20 on a, on a hundred scale, you can do anything and get, and, and, and right, right. you know, you can, you can, you can literally push it over. It would be fine. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing too, that you need to look at is your, um, the, the pay per click, right? The difficulty to break into pay per click. Um, um, is that the same thing as like click through rate and stuff like that? So your click through rate is a universal term, right? So click through rate okay. does apply to ads. However, your click through rate is even when someone theoretically, someone sees you in search mm -hmm. you can you can say depending on what kind of goal you're having for that search result or for whatever that content is if they get to the site and they don't do the next step your click-through rate would be low right, right, with, right. The, with, the, with an ad the click-through rate would be how what did what do they do once they click the ad right do they do they get oh to yeah ad? yeah because it so stops they, after the ad right for the ads well, it's almost like well, you know. so the click-through rate on an ad, yes, but you should have it set up somewhere on your website where you're you're tracking what people do once they get from the from the ad, mm -hmm. right? So, okay. like, so again, using because what a lot of what we do, SEO is is very deep, but it's also very shallow. So, in some cases, with some of the clients that we have that are like you talked about the maintenance, right? Like we don't do SEO with maintenance, right? Like those are two different services, but. Some of our maintenance clients, we do talk to them about their Google Analytics, which is something oh, yeah. that we do use within SEO, but it's just very high level, right? So I'll talk to them about how they're how they're coming up in search. So again, when we're looking at it from an SEO perspective, I always probably because we we don't run, I, I I shouldn't say it that way. We don't run a lot of ads, right? That's like not really what we do. A lot of everything that we do is organic. We build content. Everything that we do, like I was getting ready to say, we take pride in beating out your campaign, right? That's right, that's right. one of the things that brings joy to my face. Every time I look at analytics and your your advertising traffic is less than your organic traffic, that means we do a really good job, right? Because yeah, you yeah, like for every click, but your organic traffic is important because it's it should help perfect the paid traffic, right? Because mm -hmm. we should be getting information from these people that are coming to the site. So when we're looking at the data, we're looking at like we're looking at how people are getting to the site. Are they coming from are they coming from social? Are they coming from direct search? Right. Which is they're typing in dapper data. Right. That would be direct. Yeah. Whereas or if they're looking for uh, data analysts on the East Coast. 
and they find you that way, right? Like those are two. So, so those are two different metrics. So, but we want to know how are they finding you? I was having this conversation earlier with that same content writer, and I was telling him, you know, we're our direct search is low, which I'm always okay with, right? Because unless you know me, you're not going to search it, right? Unless you know the person, you're not going to search it, or the business, you're not going to search it. Um, but our organic is growing, um, mm. which is awesome, right? Our the only thing I don't like, and again, I'm always okay with being candid. The only thing I don't like is our our our, our traffic from social media isn't what I want it to be, right? Uh, but, that's, yeah, yeah. but that's my own goal. So, mm -hmm. but but when we're using the way we use data is we, we we try to get as many data points as possible, and we try not to fall fall too we try not to fall too much in love with bad numbers are good, right? We always try to be middle of the road. We try to make sure that we're using this information to not only understand not, not only make decisions but but help the business owner understand what their business is really doing not what they feel like their business is doing because most people mm -hmm. when they come to us they're not playing with their data so when we get the data we can now look at it and say hey i know you said that but here's some things that you may want to consider because this is what we're seeing on paper right like we're, we're actually seeing that people are searching you way more than you realize that google my business tool has all kinds of search components to it that allow for us to be able to see how many people are calling your business? How many people are asking for directions? So when we're having conversations and someone says no one's calling, mm -hmm. I'm not saying Google's lying, but it shows here that you had 2,000 calls last month. Now, mm -hmm. I have a sales background and I know a bad call is a no call when you're trying to make money on a phone call, right? So mm -hmm. I can't count the times where I've felt like no one answered the phone and my manager will pull up the numbers and I've had 10 conversations, but they were just bad ones. So in my uh, mind, I didn't talk to anybody. You know, right, right, right. Those, those people didn't exist. They didn't happen. Right, they didn't, right, they didn't right. close. They didn't so, close. Yeah, you right. didn't close. <laughs> yeah. My manager's like, no, you've talked to 10 people. You're just off today, you know? Mm -hmm. But that's the same conversation that we, that, that's the same thing we try to use the data to, to help our clients to understand this is what's actually happening. Again, the real world, not just how you feel about what's happening. So that, that's the right. number one thing that we try to make sure that we, that we, um, that, 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 that we impart to our clients through, through them. Right, right. So yeah. So you're definitely collecting that type of data, the keyword search data that we talked about, the click-through rate. We talked about the, uh, the cost uh, per click. Cost per click. Cost per click. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let, me, yeah. let me get that the, the correct terms, you know, there. Yeah. And and uh, do you monitor kind of user experiences or behavior during the time? Um, it depends on the client. And just to go back to to click to to, to cost per click, because we talked about click-through rate. So cost yeah. per click is a is is an analytic solely for for ads. And it's to, for you to understand when you even when you're picking your keywords, depending on where you are in your business journey, you may not be able to afford the $40 uh, cost per click. Right. You mm. may it may be a low word organically, but you're never going to run an ad for it. You know what I mean? Like right, it may be right. one of those kind of situations, but it's good to have that information. We, we provide that entire report to our clients when we're doing yeah. keywords so that so that they can understand if there is a point when you want to start venturing into ads. These are you, you're walking in knowing. The, all the keywords that you're looking at, you already have the, the, the cost per click, right? Yeah. So that's what cost per click is. It, it, it's a it's an advertising metric so that you can understand how much it costs for you to be in the com to be in that paid conversation. Right, right. Now that's a good point because a lot of times I look at ads and I'm like, man, you know, uh, trying to figure out are they really working, right? You know, you could spend you could spend years, right, trying to figure it out, right? And then you you don't wasted all this money, all this time, all this energy, right? How can you be more efficient with your ads? You should have that information ahead of time, like you said, to be able to right. put that in there, right? Because they're going to ask you for keywords. They're going to ask you for all this stuff. Yeah. 
right. had. And you, it's good to collect all the data ahead of time, but so many people skip the process and they're like, oh, I see people putting ads. You know, yeah. <laughs> yes, I need I ads. ads. Everyone has ads. I need ads too. Yeah. Ads, are, <laughs> ads are tough. For years, I wouldn't touch ads with a 10 foot pole because, again, <laughs> it is not an exact science. Mm -hmm. The toughest part of marketing is advertising, like true advertising, because mm -hmm. you don't, you know what you think you know until the information comes back. And right, right. most of my clients are older than you or I. So mm -hmm. they're more accustomed to a paper ad space, right? Right, right. So, right. you know, they knew that when they put their ad in the circular, they knew how many houses it touched, right? So mm -hmm. they're using those same metrics like an impression on the internet is completely different than a reader, right? Like those are, well, in, in theory, they're the same because they're, they're just an eye, you know what I mean? But when they see an impression, cause you could get 20,000 impressions on an ad, but that mm -hmm. doesn't, it's, it, it's such a immeasurable thing. You know what I mean? Like right. 20,000 20, impressions on an ad just means 20,000 people saw it. So you might've kind of got it right a little bit, but yeah, 10,000 people could have seen that same ad, but with some better copy or a better image, and it could perform way better with way less people seeing it because it's more targeted. Right. You know what I mean, right. but they don't see it that way, right? So that's why for years we didn't touch ads because there's so many components to spending years getting it wrong. Yeah, yeah, and man, and you, you hit it right on the money, you know, like uh, target audience, right? Like your target, that's all that's about, right? In my eyes, you know, when you're creating those ads, it's like, who is your target? But you have to really know it and the way you know it is by the data, right? The previous data beforehand, you gotta collect that even from the keyword sections. Like, don't just start putting everything. Shoot, I'm I'm famous for, you know, when I when I was doing my YouTube posts at one point, I'm just like, yeah, let me put every single thing in there, you know, that you can imagine, right? And I'm and I just knew that it was bad, right? But I was so lazy because I knew that <laughs> I knew that I would. I, I knew I was just overkill. You know, I, I probably could have put like five solid keywords in there right. and we got more traction. And right. I was putting like 20, 30 of them. I'm just like, yeah, let me do this, this, and that, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Because right. you want to be relevant for the things you want to be relevant for. You don't want to be relevant for everything. As much as more people will come, they're more irrelevant people. Right, right. Exactly. It's like, what's your goal, right? At the end right. of the day. Right. Yeah. So I, I do want to close it with uh, uh, best practices, right? You know, uh, if you if you could name some best practices for setting up SEO, uh, what would some of those be in your eyes? Best practices. Uh, the first thing, do some research. Um, start with the research. Start thinking about who you believe your <clears throat> your ideal customer will be. If you're not in business, if you're already in business, think about who makes the cash register ring the most. Mm -hmm. um, then start thinking about how you want to communicate to them. The next step would be to then start looking at keywords. Think about right. your competitors. Um, the other best practice would be don't fall in love with the keywords and make sure that you're actually writing content that's uh, digestible. You know, you want it to be conversational. You want it to be something that's not just uh, keywords stuffed into paragraphs. You want to make sure like that, that that's really important in today's in today's SEO is to make sure that you're actually having conversational uh, uh, content put together. Um, the other thing, if, if, if there was something that I had to, to wrap with, like the very last one would be if, if we're talking about like specific on page SEO stuff, look at how people get to your site and how easy it is to navigate. Because SEO is really it, it's it's awesome when you get people there. But if you get them into a maze, 
they're just going to turn back around. They're not going to try to get through the maze. So definitely think about how the experience is and be okay with showing people whatever you've designed, if someone else designed it for you and ask them, what did they think the goal was? Mm -hmm. and they can't tell you what the goal, what you expect the goal to be. You got to start rethinking it all. Right. Like that's right. Right. No, no, no. I like that, man. And I don't even, I don't even need to close with my dope data nugget because I think you just dropped some good knowledge out there, you know, okay. uh, to add to it from my eyes, man. I, I, you know, I've learned so much here today. You know, I mean, I, I'm going to go back to this this uh, this <laughs> this podcast and review it, man, and take some notes before I come I to you as a, as, a, as a potential client, man, because I I would hate to be embarrassed, man, and I and, <laughs> and I have all the all the stuff that I need, you know. I appreciate that, man. But um, but yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, and uh, you know, I yeah, I I think you know the audience is definitely understanding now that you know in order to get people to find you, they need to have that good SEO strategy, right? You know, and there there's people out there in the market that can uh, steer you wrong, right? And there's some people that can you got your good or your bad, right? Uh, and and keywords, right? Keywords are very very important. And if you want to do it on your own, you probably will get lost. I always say lost in the sauce, right? Because, lost in the sauce. Absolutely. You know, you know, because yeah. I know I would, I would, I would, I'm, I'm a person that coming from experience, I will never deal with ads again by myself. I will never deal with, uh, I, I'm going to hire an expert to handle some of that stuff because I sat there. I mean, I didn't spend that much money because I'm 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 pretty frugal sometimes, you know, with some certain things. I was like, this doesn't make sense, right? You right. know, I was so understandable. Yeah. confused by ads. I, I just knew I didn't know what I was doing. I'm and they're like, What's your keywords? And I just put in like a thousand things, right? And then and then I was like, What where's my money? I'm not getting right. anything. I should be getting something right now. Ad. Tomorrow. People are cooking the ad. I should be a millionaire tomorrow. Everyone's crying. right. Exactly. Man. What's going on? So you know, definitely. Um, my my advice to the audience would be to hire an expert with something like this because it is it's an important important part of your business. You know, so you need to make sure that you you bring somebody in that knows exactly what they're doing. Right. Um, all right, cool. So let's get to the fun real quick. Right. So I, I always end with this game called overrated underrated. Um, and this is where I ask the guest, you know, uh, I'll, I'll throw out about seven to eight phrases and you get to say whether you think it's overrated, underrated or right where it belongs. Uh, you can you can say, uh, you know, why you believe it if you want to defend it, you know, or not, you know, <laughs> but it's all good. You know, it's all fun. Um, all right. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. Sports. Underrated. Underrated, underrated. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you with that, man. You know, yeah. I think it teaches so much more than just Absolutely. competitiveness and stuff, right? You know, yeah. but uh, it teaches discipline, fighting through adversity, all that good stuff, man. So many things, so many things. Um, I, I grew up playing basketball. I'm, mm -hmm. I've coached basketball since I was 17 years old. So like 20 years I've been coaching. Um, mm -hmm. Sports, I've seen sports transcend lives. I know kids firsthand that I've coached that if it wasn't for basketball, they wouldn't have be, they they would not they wouldn't have made it through their high school years, right? You know what I mean? Like right. that it, that was the thing that helped them focus on something, and mm -hmm. so in some cases, it was their outlet to be able to get away from whatever they had going on at home. Right, and right. Like sports right. is completely. Yeah, no, they didn't even want to go home, right? They don't want to go home right. because there's there's badness at home, but they're like, right. you know, this is a place right. where they got camaraderie, they got team, they got family, 
and stuff, man. And I, I would say to this day, man, I still call my old coaches coaches if I see them, you know. And so having a coach there still, and I coach and boy, that's that's love right there. When you and you're probably still you get you get some kids that come to you and say, "What's up, coach?" You know, you're like, "Man, yeah. you still call me coach." It, it feels good, yeah. man. You know, to help kids yeah, still, out that way. There are a few kids I still have. I still I'm still in contact with. I was talking to one kid. Uh, he's actually ventured into real estate, and I gave him a bunch of um, things to read and, and listen to. I, I've never dealt with NetSpace, but I was in sales for years, and I told him, you know, it's selling. And mm -hmm. he said to me the other day, he said, man, I, I wish I would have read the books when you first gave them to me because that was like two years ago. <laughs> uh -huh. I, said, I told him, I said, he, he said, I said, you can't look at it that way, right? Like hindsight's always 2020. When you were in high school and I was telling you basketball ends, you told me, like you looked at me like I was an idiot, right? And you haven't yeah. picked up a ball in, in 10 years. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a, but it's a lifetime thing, right? Like, like good coaches, like you said, you still keep in contact with those guys, man. Good coaches are, they, 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 they truly do become mentors in all other parts of your life that have nothing to do with sports. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So the printer. Like the machine? Yeah, like the print. Do you use it? <laughs> completely overrated. Yeah. Completely overrated. <laughs> Hey yeah. man, yeah. I know people who still are like, man, you, you gotta use a printer. I, I hate when I ever have to print something. I'm like, look, I can take the PDF, I can, you know, edit it right there, put my signature on, I'm good to go. They're like, you must right. print it out, bring it in. Right. I'm like, are you kidding me, man? <laughs> Not gonna be able to do it. Yeah, completely yeah. overrated. I hate, I hate, I hate printing. I, I mm -hmm. is, I never understand why anyone needs something printed. I don't, I never understand yeah. it. Yeah, even now, you know, you still got the old school people so print out their stuff. They're traveling, man. They got to print out the border pass and everything too. There, there are there are people in this world who want to print their website out and and, and make the edits on paper. No, yeah. no, 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 man. That's my, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I, because I made that reference, I'm gonna mention my favorite client in the whole wide world. She prints out everything. This one prints out everything. <laughs> And I love her. I love her, man. She's like an aunt to me. But she prints everything out, man, to this day. Like, there was something we were doing the other day. And she's like, I'm going to print it out. I'm going I'm to make my edits. I'm going to call you back. And I, uh -huh. I'm, I'm always on the line smiling. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. But have fun. I don't know. I wouldn't know what to do with that. But yeah, yeah, you know, man. But that's, that's how man. she functions. She functions. Yeah. She needs to print everything. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I mean, you know, you, you might be used to those ways, and that helps you right. be productive. Hey, right, as long as you're right. productive, I guess, right. get it done. Exactly. You know? Um, all right, social media. It's right where it should be. I don't think it's under or over. I think it's yeah, yeah. It's 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 healthy if you use it right. I I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I enjoy the way that I have set up my social platforms. Um, the running joke, no matter what I've done, people talk about how powerful social media is. My Facebook has like two hundred people. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, those are the people I chose, right? Like I don't have. It's not like. Every now and again, I'll see someone and I'm like, who is that? Yeah. You know, because I don't, yeah. but but I have 200 people on Facebook. It, it may be a little bit more now, but I mean, yeah. So social social media for me is right where it should be. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, 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 I that was the reason why I got into social media analytics uh, because I hated it so much, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, I was at a point where, you know, I, it, it just, it took up too much of my time, right? You get in there, yeah. you start getting lost and everything. And you start clicking on something, next thing you know, you're clicking on the next thing, you're like, oh, these videos. And so I hated that, right? You know, so I, I would get off sometimes and then and 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 temporarily disable my account, then I'll get back on later, you know. And I saw value, you see old people, you know, you see old friends and family and all that good stuff. And 
ways to communicate, right? You know, differently. It was cool. But then I started thinking, man, as a business owner, so I got into business and I was like, I had to get on social media, right? Because that's just the way the world is going, right? That's the way you're able to you get your content going, you know, people are able to see you more, you can actually scale out better, you know, things like that. It was cool. But then I'm like, man, how can I do this more efficiently? Right. You know, right. so that's why social media analytics came about because I, I, I was like, you have to know your target audience. You got to know your data behind it to, you can't waste time on things like ads if you don't know it. Right. You can't waste time on certain things. So it was just that, right. You know, um, all right. Having more kids than the number of parents. i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it's completely underrated i got four kids so yeah four okay okay, yeah i got four kids man yeah i love kids man it's underrated man i'm i'm my 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 children are are awesome i couldn't imagine only having two like I, i i remember when i had two and i remember when the third one came and i was happy so yeah. Shout out to my kids, they all, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they always say that you're you're not a parent until you're outnumbered by the kids. By the kids, so you've been a parent. When as soon as you hit that third, right, you're like, oh, yeah. I'm a real parent. That's what they say, you know. But yeah, kids are awesome, man. You know, it doesn't matter all the sleepless nights sometimes you get when they're early and and all. So I have a thir- I have an 11 year old okay. and I have a, a four year old, okay. and I mean those two and the boys, two boys, you know, and they're amazing, man. You know, I. I couldn't ask for anything, you know, else, right? They, they, they they're amazing, man. Changes you know, the so. world, man. Being a parent changes the world. My, my oldest is fourteen. Uh-huh. Uh, my daughter, my son is 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 twelve. Uh, mm-hmm. The one after that is nine, and then I have a four year old. So I have three girls mm-hmm. and a boy. And okay. I mean, it. I I always make these jokes again. I'm a basketball guy, and mm-hmm. I I did everything I could to get my kids in, in, into basketball, except for the youngest one. She's she's too young, uh, but especially the older two. The older two, they when I coached, they were at every game. My mm-hmm. oldest daughter, she had a basketball Jones until she was like three. Yeah. Now I can't get her to sit and watch a game with me. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's so disheartening. I'm like, nah. you want to watch some basketball with me? Yeah. No, not if I don't have to. Yeah. I, to. I wouldn't trade it for anything, man. I, I, yeah. I light up every time because we, we don't live in the same house, but you know, like every time, every time we talk, I'm always yeah. giddy and it's something that I realized, and you're right at the cusp because I don't know. You're right there at 11. Like you're you're not going to be funny next year. I don't know if you're still funny now. Yeah, yeah I'm a little over, funny. Man. I think. Oh, like next year it's over. Twelve <laughs> is the end, man. I remember, like looking at the transcendence in their age. The younger two still laugh at my jokes, whereas mm-hmm. the older two, they're just like, okay, dad. Nah, you're not funny, dad, man. Yeah, okay. Ha <laughs> ha. That was a good. <laughs> Man, that's gonna hurt me, man. Yeah, no, I, it's not. I think I'm a whole comedian now, man. Oh man, the first time, the first time you land a good dad joke, and and look, you're the only one laughing. You're gonna, uh-huh. you're gonna be like, wait, am I here? Have I, have I reached oh, dad man. joke level? Because you're man, telling dad jokes now, but they're not old enough yet. But they're, yeah. they're right there. Look at you, look at you. Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah, you know, it's, one more year. Twelve years that's old. I didn't, think about, I didn't think about that, but now I'm I like, man, I I didn't know either. Welcome. I didn't know. Twelve was the age, though. Twelve was the age, like my son too, man. He's twelve now. He doesn't. He don't laugh at my jokes anymore. I got to tell a good one for them to get to get yeah. a giggle now, man. It, it's, man. It's, yeah. All right. All right. The last one. Well, last two stocks. I think they're underrated. Mm-hmm. I think they're underrated. Stock. The 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 market itself. I don't delve in it, but I know 
it's something that no one, so many people don't understand it. And I think that even the people who don't understand would benefit from at least dipping their toe into it, even if it was from a Robin Hood, you know, like one of those apps or something like yeah. that. And just yeah. dipping it an acorn, whatever it is, just dip your toe into it a little bit. Right. right. Because the 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 way that so many people like even when you think about like crypto, right? Yeah. Some oh, of these man. people who 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 had the idea to just say, screw it, I'm gonna put twenty dollars on this. And now yeah. You know, they've got a few thousand, excuse yeah, me, a few hundred thousand, people right? There that are in Texas. I don't know if they're in Houston or Dallas, but a guy named Brother Ben X and then a couple other people, they're out there. They they talk about crypto all the time. It was when I was heavy on Instagram and I would right. see I would see them all the time and they're talking about it. they make a lot of money, they do real estate, all that stuff, but they talk about crypto and they were like, Man, making bank, man, over crypto and stuff, you know. And I just was like I was so lost, man, you know, because right. I didn't know I wasn't. Uh, it seemed like it was just too much for me to grasp at the time when I'm dealing with all this other stuff, you know. Right, so. right. And you're a data guy. So, like, you yeah. know, you, you got to make a thoughtful decision. You're not just. Yeah, dead. exactly, man. I'm yeah, like, what's yeah. the data behind it, right? You know, <laughs> right, right. I, okay. Years of data. I can't make, I can't, I can't, I can't, you can't give me right. data three, for three months. And you're like, oh, yeah, this right. is the oh, best thing. Awesome. Bread, you know, right. Exactly. Like, no, 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 it's not the best thing. It's just sliced bread. Sliced bread took a long time to get to, <laughs> to the point. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, man. All right. So they, they always say the world, uh, Houston is like the world capital of space exploration. Right. So that's what that's what I gather from research with Houston. Right. And okay. you're in Houston. Yeah. And so what about space exploration? Right. Would you be the one? To go to space, if Elon Musk said go to space, would you do it? <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, and there's no way for you to possibly have known this, but you asked the wrong person. I have wanted to be an astronaut since I was a child. Oh man! So, so you're like, yes. <laughs> so the answer is not yes. The answer is hell yes. The answer yeah, is yeah. <laughs> call me tomorrow. I when when I so so and, and just to be brief, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut. I was fortunate. My, my, my grandmother worked at a publishing company, so she got me all kinds of books. I actually had um, like an operation manual for the space shuttle. I don't know which one or whatever it was, but mm -hmm. I looked at it front, back, left, right. I mean, I, I slept with this book. Mm -hmm. All these years later, I moved to Houston. All these years later, I get to go to NASA um, at, at the Space Center here. Right. And I go into that, that, that the shuttle that they have you know, at, mm -hmm. at the at, at the Johnson Space Center, I get in there. I'm like six four, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I outgrew being an astronaut when I was in like oh, sixth grade. <laughs> I had no clue. So like all these years, I would always be like, like I would always think to myself. And the other part too was, I knew that everyone could not make it to space, and I was unwilling to work that hard to maybe not get in. That was mm -hmm. the other part for me. Once I realized that every like it one, you couldn't just sign up. You know, like right, I got right, next, right. and then they put you in. I'm not right. doing it. I, I was not going to be willing to dedicate my life to not make it. But what makes it better is I outgrew being an astronaut when I was in like sixth grade. So even yeah. if I even if I made it all the way through, I would have been too tall anyway. They yeah. Have been somewhere what's else. the height limit? Is it what's the limit? I'm a ten, I'm, I, I will. From my from my understanding, I don't know if there's a limit per se, mm -hmm. but I think astronauts are somewhere in like that five eight, five six, five tennis range. When okay. I was in the when I was in the shuttle. I did a lot of this walking around. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, I wasn't going to make it, man. I wouldn't have been right. able to make it anyway. So. Man, that's tough, man. Well, at least right. you know it's not, it's not your fault. Right? right. I didn't, right, right, right. I tried my best. I just outgrew yeah. it, is what happened. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Well, well, thanks a lot, Wendell, man. I appreciate Sorry. you being on the podcast. Audience, man, thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data a passion. Wendell, where can they reach you at, man? Where can they reach you if they want to get a chance to uh, get some of that good SEO website experience, you know, or just get in contact and get some advice on some things? Yes, sir. So, so you can reach me on LinkedIn, um, mm-hmm. Wendell Jordan. The best way to get some of that SEO data is to go to the website and um, fill out for a free SEO audit. So we're giving okay. away free SEO audits right now. Um, and you can always follow me again on, on, on LinkedIn and the business page. We, we actually drop a lot of interesting information there. Um, you know, just giving away free information as much as we can. Okay, great, great. Definitely follow Wendell, man. You know, got some great nuggets out there. And, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, he's, he, he's scaling now. So y'all better, y'all better jump on it, man. You know, he, he's scaling fast, man. So y'all better hop in there where you can fit in, where you can get in. Um, but, but yeah, thank you all for listening again. And you all can follow me at Mr. Dapper Data on any of the social media posts or Bobby Roundtree, uh, my, my real name, uh, out there uh, on, on LinkedIn as well. And I do have a book, uh, www.mrdapperdata.com forward slash Dapper book and subscribe to any of my podcasts on 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 uh, the link that's in the bio on all my social media forms. So thanks again, Wendell. And look yes, forward sir, to thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion with your host, Dapper Data.